Sports Scene with Greg Bicavaris is now on the Odyssey app and odyssey.com. Now, it's time for Sports Scene with Greg Bicavaris. Here's your host, Greg Bicavaris. And welcome to Sports Scene with Greg Bicavaris, a monthly podcast produced by GJB Productions and Marketing and Odyssey. I want to thank our good friends at Mi Hogar Mexican Restaurant celebrating their 28th year of delicious Mexican food in Norfolk. It's a pleasure to join right now Lee Martin. He has been at Kickatan Bethel. He's now the athletic director for the Newport News School System. We've had him on sports highlights. We've had him on several games, including a recent game between Denby and Hampton basketball. A proud Denby graduate. Good to see you, my friend. Good morning, Greg. How are you, bud? Thanks for making the drive over. Not a problem. And that's not easy with the tunnel. No, it got me a little bit. Yeah, and sometimes, folks, as you know, if you drive over that tunnel, they're doing a lot of construction both ways. So this is how it's going to be the next several years. Let's get right to it. An excellent uh, football season, once again, for a lot of Newport News teams. A lot of them did make the postseason. Yeah, Warwick and uh, Mitchville went to the regionals for uh, Region 5B. Uh, Warwick had another good year, another strong showing. Had a lot of aspirations, I think, to do well in the postseason. Um, Mitchville kind of snuck in there at the end. Um, and then they had to see, um, I think they played Warwick in the first round. But anyway, it's a tough matchup. But So having two school, Denby actually showed a little bit of improvement this year. Uh, Woodside, with, with their transitioning coaches, had a little bit of a step down. But I, th- I think they've got that situation corrected. So um, I think there's a lot of good things going on with the football programs right now. And Heritage made the postseason. I don't want to leave them out because I actually went to a couple that they went all the way to regional championship game, I believe. And uh, they played Lafayette. Tough game out at Warner. Uh, so, yeah, they, they, Scott Woodleaf's done a good job with them. So, it's a good season. He really has. He took over during the COVID time, too, and he went to Kikitan himself. So, it's really nice to see people keeping it in-house as well. We'll switch over to basketball. Once again, Mitchell Woodside, the cream of the crop, and girls and boys. Yeah, both of them going in with the number one seed for Region 5B. Uh, the semifinals are today, so both of them uh, have the opportunity to qualify for the state tournament today. So win or lose Friday, if, if they take care of business today, they'll qualify for the state tournament, which will start next Tuesday. Right. We're talking to Lee Martin. He's the athletic director for the Newport News School System. My longtime neighbor was Dick Tyson, of course, and Wayne Begore, a lot of great legacy. Gary Silvey was involved, and Gary, of course, the late Gary Silvey, was at Denby for a long time. Yeah, when I played at Denby, I was at Denby from 83 to 87. He was our athletic director. Um, And then Dick Tyson certified me to teach uh, driver education. So um, I've got a long history with those guys, too. Yeah, and we still see Belinda Langston. Belinda still does some things for us at Tide Stadium. Absolutely. Keep her busy. Very good. Talking to Lee Martin. And Lee, uh, so much has changed in athletics. Let's talk about college and trickle way down. You've always had transfers, especially in basketball. Junior college transfers would go one to a school. But now with the NIL in transfer in college football and basketball, football is even tougher because there's so many players and scholarships involved. It's really difficult because to know who's on one team to the next year because they, it's a total change yearly. Yeah, there's nothing that really holds, at the college level, holds kids to their universities anymore. Uh, the transfer portal, it's funny, you know, the transfer portal, I mean, you, you see high school folks using the term transfer portal. 
like it's a real thing at the high schools now. I mean, I think they just they see what's happening in college. If you're not happy, you don't like the coach or whatever the reason is, you can just go transfer to another school. Yeah, you would see even back in our day, I went to Ferguson, you went to Denby, somebody would transfer, there'd be a forfeit of a game or something like that. But now it's an everyday occurrence, but where's the loyalty at? I was a proud Ferguson graduate. I played tennis there for four years. You played basketball. You played a lot of sports growing up as a kid like we all did. There's got to be loyalty in your school. To go from Woodside to Phoebus is a long-distance trip almost, or vice versa. I'm just using that as an example. Where is the loyalty is what it comes down to, because really the same college coaches will see you no matter what school you go to. It's sort of the the new generation. Um, I don't know if I blame AAU and, and how that's risen over the last 20 years. Parents can find an AAU program that fits their child. If they don't like this coach, they go put him in another program. Um, it's just sort of the atmosphere now. Uh, the loyalty, I mean, for us, it was, I mean, some of us, you know, went through times, tough times, playing time issues, and but but your team was like your family. I mean, you, you went through middle school with them. I mean, I, I don't ever, I mean, the only big transfer that I remember was, was Troy Wright going from Minchville to Denby and then back to Minchville. You know, that just didn't happen back in the 80s. And I still don't really know why he did that. But that whole thing, what you said, is exactly right, because it would have contradicted the whole Coach K reunion. Let's just say some of the freshmen and sophomores would have left and gone to Warwick or Ferguson. You would have had that celebration there that night. Or a lot of the players would have followed that routine and that effect of going from one Newport News school, let's say, to a Hampton school, to Lafayette back then, mm-hmm. or any anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, it's when when Kay came in, uh, it was 85, I believe. It was my sophomore year when he got the Denby, 84, 85. We had uh, a heavy senior class, and then we had a, a young group. So he had to finish up with one group and then groom, you know, the younger guys to come up. And transferring was it? I mean, I don't, ever, I don't remember anyone even mentioning, I'm going to go to Menchville or I'm going to go to Warwick. Um, and, and truth be told, I mean, my senior, going into my senior year was Ben Moore's first year at Warwick. Now, he was our JV coach at Denby. And I can't say I was close. I can't say that I wasn't close, I should say, to considering going over. Because uh, I knew I was going to be his starting point guard at Warwick. And he you know, he said, hey, start over here. If you, you know, I don't want to say he was recruiting, but you know, we had general conversation, but it was rare to see somebody change schools back then. And I think that has a lot to do with the head coaches. I mean, Coach Pitts or Coach Katufis, Coach Walters, and, you know, Coach Moore, Coach Harvey were all respected. Coach K was an assistant to Coach Harvey at Warwick, just like Coach Moore was an assistant to Coach K at Denby. So the, the uh, acorns didn't fall fall off the tree. Well, the other thing that they did back then that, that you don't see anymore, I mean, they really – Put together things for the city of Newport News together. You know, we had a summer camp and it would rotate between schools. But I remember helping out one summer at Denby and all those coaches were there running different areas, skills, drills, whatever um, together. You just don't see head coaches from opposing schools working together for camps and clinics anymore. They did that for the city of Newport News. Oh, yeah. They would meet a lot at Ferguson High School, you know, and not really think, in my opinion, of covering sports all these years and other things that I do as well, that Coach K, Coach Walters, and Coach Harvey were the three best basketball coaches in Newport News history, and Coach Pitts was right up there with them. All right, let's switch gears a little bit, talking to Lee Martin, 
middle school football. Okay, let's get this straight and clear for the public as well, because JV, you can play in the eighth grade. Varsity, you can play ninth through the 12th grade. So technically, um, JV can even play eighth through the 10th grade. Where's the blurry line get there, and what's the need for middle school football when you already have a JV program that's very important for these kids in the eighth and ninth grade especially to play in? Well, I think if we do it right, we're, we're developing the entire middle school to the sixth and the seventh graders and not leaving them to the wolves of the rec league. And, and there are a couple of really good rec leagues in Newport News, but I know there's some that are very questionable. And if, if we can sort of align our high school coaches with our middle school programs, teach some of the same things, uh, then, then I think we're focusing on that younger group. Now, you, you mentioned eighth grade. So eighth graders, if they – and, and we had to come up with a rule for this that not everyone agrees with, but I think most people understand. If an eighth grader plays JV in the fall, which they can play JV as an eighth grader, we're not going to allow them to play spring middle school football just for the amount of head trauma that can happen. Um, and then someone says, well, if you allow them to play middle school football in the spring, then what's the difference between turning around and letting them play in August You know, when they get to high school? Well, I can't control every scenario. I can only say with comfort that during a particular school year, I don't want a young kid getting his head banged around two different seasons under our umbrella. So the the only kind of caveat that that we put for eighth graders is that if they play JV in the fall for football, we're not going to allow them to play football for us in the spring just for their safety. You're exactly right because you can go up and down Wark Boulevard. We all live off of Wark Boulevard. A lot of us do over Jefferson Avenue. And see these peewee kids playing football, not from the Newport News schools by no means, ungodly hours during the weeknight, sometimes during the winter when it's not even football season. And I'm like, what is the point here? What is the point? How do you balance academics, athletics, activities, mental health being? For you to drive over here today, and we both live on the peninsula, it's a nice release to come over here sometimes from the daily grind. But you know what I'm saying? There has to be a, a life-work balance, school balance, too. Yeah, and for, and for the kids, I mean, you don't want to burn them out. I mean, at certain sports, football is a physical sport. And I don't care if you're not hitting. You know, you're out there running, running routes, throwing the ball, whatever. I've, I've seen kids just get burned out. I've seen it happen in basketball. You know, they need the opportunity to play another sport if they want to. You know, the rec league, you know, like I said, we have a couple of pretty strong rec leagues in Newport News. I'll say Tri-Cities is one that, uh, you know, Marcellus Harris B2 is, is very involved in, very organized. We have a couple others. But um, if, if it's not done the right way, you know, we, I think we're putting kids at, in, in harm's way. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll be back with Lee Martin after this. Sakura Sushi Bar is now open in Virginia Beach. For one-of-a-kind dining experience, Sakura and Red Mill is a favorite of locals and tourists. Tasty sushi prepared fresh for you, as well as delicious entrees from the kitchen. This is the go-to place for sushi lovers. Enjoy lunch and dinner daily with some refreshing cocktails and adult beverages. Sakura Sushi Bar is located at 2137 Upton Drive and is open daily. Call 757-522-7288 and enjoy your next meal at Sakura Sushi Bar at Red Mill Commons. Matinee Gallery consults for museum acquisitions and investment art for private and public collections in Virginia and elsewhere. They are specialists in Southern art and photography, international contemporary, and Virginia colleges. For more, log on to lindamatineygallery.com. 
Mi Hogar is your restaurant for the finest Mexican cuisine in Hampton Roads. At Mi Hogar, everything is prepared fresh in a casual and comfortable atmosphere. Enjoy traditional favorites such as quesadillas, tacos, burritos, and fajitas, as well as refreshing beverages. Mi Hogar is located at 4201 Granby Street and is a tradition in Norfolk. Call 640-7705 and log on to MiHogarMexicanRestaurant.com. At Mi Hogar, there's something for everyone. Outback Steakhouse in Kempsville and Virginia Beach open daily for lunch and dinner. Mike and the staff will take good care of you. Burgers, steaks, salads, appetizers, desserts, and much more. Great atmosphere, nice bar, spacious dining room. 1255 Fordham Drive in Virginia Beach. At Mihogar Restaurant in Norfolk, they have Mexican pozole, chicken or pork soup. It is delicious at Mihogar. Thank you for listening to Sports Scene. Always great to connect at Greg Bick on YouTube. That's G-R-E-G-B-I-C. Subscribe. Also, Greg Bick on Twitter as well. For more, go to GJBTV.com, H-R-S-M-H-O-F.com, and HamptonRoadsOnlineMall.com. Also, connect with me on LinkedIn, Greg Bickavaris, and also Facebook, Greg Bickavaris as well. Sports Scene with Greg Bickavaris is on the Odyssey app and odyssey.com. Thank you. Back with Lee Martin from the Newport News Public Schools. This is Sports Scene with Greg Bickavaris, a monthly podcast produced by gjbtv.com and the good folks at Odyssey and wherever you get your podcasts like Amazon Music, Spotify, and so many other places. Lee, let's talk about it. What a grind it is during the football season. I mean, basically you and Christy and Philip a three-man slash woman staff are doing a lot of work, taking away from your family time, your personal time. It's night. It's cold. It's difficult when it starts becoming late October, November. Yeah, Newport News is uh, we're, we're similar to Hampton. Maybe Norfolk has a little bit. Granby and Mari share Powhatan, but we're talking about it's not a city-owned stadium. You know, Darling and Hampton is a city-owned. Todd Stadium is public school-owned, but still, it's the same idea. One stadium, all five high schools share it. So all of their home games, uh, out-of-district home games come through there. Uh, We have middle school track at Todd Stadium in the fall also, which are on Mondays and Wednesdays for the month of uh, September. (coughs) And, you know, you you throw in a couple of uh, arts events with the band and marching band competition, and, and, and we're easily over 30 nights in the fall at Todd Stadium. It's like a second home. Look, and you're not 20 anymore. You got to eat, right, Lee? You know, I'm sure your family yeah. worries about your eating habits sometimes. A lot, lot, lot of Todd Stadium barbecues and Chick Fil A sandwiches. Exactly. All right, let's talk about one of the main topics we, you and I, talked about off the air is eligibility for an athletic director at a school. Let's just say, let's use Kickatan and Bethel since you were there. Are they having to look at each roster, each person's GPA, where they live at? How does the whole eligibility work, and then how does it work at your level now? Well, the athletic directors of the high schools are responsible for student-athlete eligibility. First thing they look at is GPA. Uh, VHSL uh, only has a pass-five, take-five policy. They don't get involved in GPAs, so I hope I didn't confuse anyone. GPA is something that every school division adds to what the VHSL does. So you're looking at students. They've taken five classes last semester. They're currently enrolled in five. Newport News, most school divisions have a 2.0 GPA. So academically, the, the, the policy is not very difficult to follow up on. It's just time-consuming. I think the toughest thing with eligibility, 
sometimes comes down to uh, these new academies, magnets, where does the student athlete live, what is their address, because you can get into a lot of loopholes when it comes to residential eligibility, you know, going to your school. Talking to Lee Martin right here with the Newport News Public Schools, and spring sports are almost here as well. I mean, they're already practicing now, and of course, uh, baseball has always been a big deal in Newport News. Yeah, spring sports uh, started yesterday. Uh, baseball, softball, soccer, tennis, which you were a spring athlete, so you know, you know, baseball, Woodside, Minchville has been a strong baseball program for years. Uh, their softball program has been pretty tough. Woodside has a state championship in softball, actually. So we're excited about spring sports, too. You know, we'd love to see a couple of our soccer teams kind of go deep. It's tough to compete with some of the beach schools in, in, in some of those sports. The Newport News schools play at a neutral site. So does Hampton at Darling Stadium. Gloucester has their own place. The York County schools play at York High School for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Pocosin has their own place as well. But the South Side, they pretty much play at individual places for the most part. But I guess that would be too difficult to ever change that. Let's say Warwick wanted to play Menchville on a random Friday night instead of playing at Todd. Would that ever happen? Because the JV schools do play at some of the schools, correct? They do. Uh, the, the tough thing is is the footprint of the schools. They just don't have a lot of land space. Uh, if you look at Warwick High School, they, they're, they're what we call landlocked. Whatever ground they have is all they're going to have, and there's, it's not a lot. And, and, and there's really no space to put big sets of bleachers. You know, JV, you can walk up, stand around the track, and watch the JV games. For us, I mean, you look at Newport News, we just don't have the land to put stadiums out there. So, But we, Todd Stadium is beautiful. We're lucky to have – I played on Todd Stadium's field when I was a kid for city championships, and it's just uh, improved over time, you know, with uh, the bleachers, the turf itself. I mean, Philip Hunter is amazing with the grab. I mean, he doesn't have to do it now with the turf going in, but he'll have some other things. Like we have, we have three middle school fields that we're doing in the city that he's going to help take care of. Yeah, can you imagine, though, if you decided to do a random Denby-Menchville football game? at your school because there's a lot of space back there to stand and to watch and they would actually have space to put bleachers back there. Could you imagine just one game? Let's just say in 2025 because you would need a year or two to get it ready. Could you imagine that feel? I mean, obviously insurance, police, there's a lot of factors involved. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the exciting part is it would it would actually allow students to just walk behind the stadium to a game. I think the tough thing when you see our our attendance has gone down. It's not just us; it's probably around the area. Kids don't, you know. Sometimes they don't have rides. There's other things they're into now. But if you put something on campus, just the fact that they can walk back there with their friends, they might not be interested in the game, but they're there and they add to that atmosphere. Because it's physically and mentally exhausting on a Thursday a Friday, sometimes two games in one day on a Saturday. I mean, I can only imagine how you feel, like you said, after the season's almost done in November because it's just a lot of games. Like you already mentioned, there's other activities. There's bands. There's other social events that going on. But to have one game, just an experiment, one game. I'm not saying in 2024, 2025, I actually think Denby would be the place to do it because there's so much before and after space and the parking lot there is big enough to host uh, an event. Yeah, and, and it's it's not near a main road where you have to worry about people just coming in from any old where. It's kind of down in the gully a little bit, mm-hmm. that field back there. Uh, it's kind of a nice amphitheater type effect down there, if you will. You know, um, Not a bad idea. 
But you're right. I mean, the, with one stadium, we, we had weeks where we had Monday, Wednesday, middle school track, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, football games for varsity. And, and you just pretty much lived at the stadium. But we work hard. We like we like what we do. We have a passion for it. So it's not like it's work. I mean, it's hours. I get it. You're there a lot. But there is a difference. Football's a grind. By, by November, December, it's a grind. And then you get to basketball, it's almost like you blink and it's over. So it's two different contradictions. Of course, one's indoors in the comfy confines. It's 32 minutes of a game compared to 48 minutes. So there's a lot of factors that you don't have to do everything yourself. It's up to the school. Right. Uh, basketball season's great. I mean, that's that's kind of my... My sport, you know, I played in high school and college. I, I love watching basketball. So I, I, I pick a random Newport News game every Tuesday and Thursday to go to now. But it's nice because I don't have to set the chairs up, set the scoring table, pull the bleachers out, you know, who's working tonight. I mean, that's the athletic director's job, you know. So that's the nice thing. I get to go and just enjoy and watch the game and kind of just sneak out when it's time to go. Do you have meetings with your athletic directors, you know, from time to time at each quarter of the year to say these are our expectations, whether home or on the road? Yeah, we actually uh, we either meet in person or on Zoom now, once a month. It's usually the last Monday of the month, um, and and that also goes along with uh, the Peninsula District meet. The Peninsula District meets the first Thursday of every month, so I see them together at least twice a month, and we talk about any topic that comes up that's important. Uh, usually on our Zoom, uh, we, we tend to stick with uh, Newport News related items at the district meetings. They're talking about district level things, you know, competition, game time, officials, things like that. But when we Zoom, we talk about Newport News things. And that's not easy, Lee, officials. I mean, we did radio ads promoting they need officials. You know, that's not, you know, not an easy thing at all. And are there too many divisions, like in football, three, four, five, six? Nobody would have ever made the postseason going 0 or 10 or 1 and 9. There's got to be some pride, just like you can't g- graduate from high school getting all Ds and Fs. Yeah, I, I don't want to sound like that old guy that came from the old guard, but you know, back when I came, you know, the Eastern Region playoffs, I mean, it was the best of the best. It was the top two teams from every district in our area. You know, now, I mean, you can get, Almost every team from every district is going to regionals. You know, some regions take all in. I mean, some are taking nine or or eight out of ten. So most of the particular region is going to regional playoffs. So I don't know. It's lost some of the luster for me to watch a regional game. It's exciting. I I saw a couple of good basketball games at Hampton High School last night. Uh, Churchland and Smithfield was good. Uh, Denby played Hampton pretty tough. Um you know, but there was a time when you know, some of those teams would have not made regionals back in the day. You know, so I think the level of play, it's just hard. We got six classes. I mean, everyone's in the regionals now. Lee, all the best to you and your family. Appreciate you coming on. We'll have to do it over the phone sometime in the future, too. And uh, all the best to uh, you and the Newport News Schools. Thanks, Greg. We appreciate it always. Very good. Lee Martin right there, the athletic director from the Newport News Public Schools on the podcast for February right here. Stay tuned. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, open in Yorktown. Go by and see Paul and his wonderful staff. High-quality chicken fingers, fries, coleslaw, Texas toast. It is delicious. The great chicken sandwich, cane sauce, a kid's menu, refreshing beverages, tailgates. They've got it all. Follow Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers on social media. They are open daily. 
This segment is brought to you by Linda Matney Art Gallery. Go by and see John Lee Matney and the great staff right there where art comes alive in Williamsburg. Always great exhibits, great shows, excellent website as well, lindamatneygallery.com. Give them a call at 757-675-6627. And of course, they are on Facebook, Linda Matney Gallery. Fine art, exquisite art. Don't let art vanish in Williamsburg. Right there at Linda Matney Art Gallery, the premier art gallery in Hampton Roads in Virginia, is the Linda Matney Art Gallery. They are on social media. Buffalo Wild Wings in Newport News. Great lunch and dinner late night at Buffalo Wild Wings. Delicious food, wings, appetizers, beverages, all the games on TV. Open seven days a week. Like Buffalo Wild Wings on Facebook. Friendly and hardworking staff. Jefferson Avenue in Newport News by Patrick Henry Mall. Sakura Japanese Restaurant in Chesapeake is your destination for excellent Japanese food featuring fresh sushi and hot dishes prepared in the kitchen for lunch and dinner. Sakura is located at 1437 Sam's Drive at the Walmart Way Crossing. Oh Yummy Sushi is at the Renaissance Place at 401 North Great Neck Road in Virginia Beach. Both Sakura in Chesapeake and Oh Yummy Sushi in Virginia Beach are available with DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, and Pickup. Tasty Japanese food the way you want it is at Sakura and Oh Yummy Sushi. So, what's Greg's problem? I'm very mad! God, I'm so mad right now! I know you're mad. I know you're upset. It's time for what teased Greg off. All right, what teased me off? Always a fun segment. Ken trying to open up ketchup, mayonnaise, or mustard packets, and then they squirt everywhere. It's like you got to be a neurosurgeon to open those damn things. Reactive people when only they need something. Oh, and then when you need something, uh, can't be found. They're silent. Trying to avoid thorns when walking or hiking. I have permanent scars from thorns. When you have a meeting with an owner or manager and think that their time is more valuable than yours, and they say, speed it up. That's kind of rude, too. Yeah, kind of like your number two, kind of related to that selfishness. Great ideas. The better the idea, the less likely you are to write it down. You think, I'll never forget this. Ten minutes later, what happens? You forget. You don't even remember you had an idea. Uh, let me see. Spell check. It used to be that if somebody wrote something with atrocious grammar, you would look at it and go, wow, that guy is really dumb. But now, y- y- anybody can look like an idiot. Spell check is technology that makes dumb people look smart and smart people look dumb. Those are my two. Exactly. All right, Kenny, thank you. That's what teased me off. And welcome back to our February segment right here of Sportsing with Greg Picaveras, our monthly featured guest, George McLean from the Marksman. George, how are you? Doing very well, Greg. Let me start off with a little humorous note. It seems like at night I'm seeing packs and packs of deers everywhere. Kind of that time of the year. Got to roll out in people's yards and crossing streets and highways, and uh, yeah, they're, they're out there. Of course, you can't touch them. You can only look at them, but bright lights do work as well. Well, of course, a few weeks ago, right after the Super Bowl, there was a a shooting at a parade, George. It's really odd, but when you get so many people, I don't think they were trying to shoot at necessarily anybody in the crowd, but it did happen. It sounded like it was just an in-fight between people, and of course, stray bullets can go anywhere. But regardless of the matter, when you start getting huge crowds like that, usually good things don't happen. Very true. That type of incident that happened there applies to uh, all of us who 
uh, carry uh, for you know self defense. And I don't. This was not a self defense deal. This was an anger, just uh, you know, poor anger management. You know, we teach in our concealed classes. So, you know, once once you squeeze that trigger and that firearm discharges, you are responsible for that bullet and everything it does. You know, so. You know, we 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 teach be aware of your target and what's beyond, and this you know gets into you know some of the semantics of uh, you know proper ammunition in, in in the firearm. You don't want to you know over penetrate. This was a big thing about you know the ten millimeter uh, you know uh, caliber is that it 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 could do that. That's not what these people were, you know, were were using. But the things that's got to be considered when you're caring for self defense is that your target and what's beyond. And that's exactly what happened in this particular instance. Again, anger getting out of hand and someone shooting at someone because it's anger, which is an illegal you know, incident to even start with. But you're right, stray bullets, where those, those bullets go, there's what, like 22 other people you know, injured just because you had an issue with this one person that you decided you were going to you know, take you know, the, the deadly force action upon this individual and you wind up killing not only that individual, but you know somebody else, and then you know injuring twenty two other people in the process. That's just that's just asinine. Yeah, it totally disrupted the event. Totally superseded the entire day. And of course, that's exactly right. Whether a person who's got a DUI and is driving, which I have zero respect for people that get DUI, zero. They should never be driving, in my opinion. And uh, or a person that wants to drive a car through a building or a house or drive the car off of a mountain, whatever. It's not the vehicle, it's not the method, it's the person making the decision to do what they're doing. It's not the gun, it's not the car, it's not the knife, it's the person picking it up. That's the issue. Well, that's exactly right. And, and that's what you know, we've been you know, preaching here for, for years and years, all these you know, gun haters, well, it's a gun causing the problem. No, it's not. You know, put a loaded firearm on, on the, the, the mantle above my fireplace at my house, and leave it there for 20 years. And if I go back 20 years later and check it, guess what? You know, if no one has messed with it, it's still going to be loaded, ready to fire. But it didn't fire by itself. Uh, you've heard these stories about a guy said he left a you know a shotgun on his rocking chair, uh, you know, and goes to the store and he comes back and you know that that gun hadn't shot anybody, hadn't done anything. It's not the gun. It's it's the person that's controlling it. Like if it's you know a knife or if you've got. Pepper spray. Let's take it down to something you know, less less you know, uh, or, you know non-lethal, uh, and you spray somebody. Well, depending on which way the wind's blowing and what your aim's like, you're probably you know if it's in a crowd, you're going to be affecting other people, and and everyone needs to be aware of that. So again, it's it's not the weapon used; it's the person using the weapon that's causing all of the problems. And that weapon can be anything. The Marksman Firearms Training Center and indoor shooting range. Absolutely excellent store, 520 Industrial Park Drive in Newport News, open Monday through Saturday and select Sundays at 757-872-4130. What's been new at the Marksman in the month of February? Well, we're, we're easing back into, you know, Sunday openings. Uh, so we're in, like you say, selected Sundays, where it's typically the first and the third Sunday. We'll open at noon on these first and thirds. Keep an eye on our, our Facebook page. Uh, any changes and uh, that schedule, that'll be the first place that it gets posted. You, know, you can go ahead and, and call in. Obviously, if no one answers the phone, that's what you got one of the Sundays that were not open. But it is, right now, it's the first and the third Sundays opening at, at, from, from noon until 6.
And you still have military Mondays and first responder Fridays. And as you know, George, new military is always coming to Hampton Roads every day. You've always got new people going as they then get restationed to other places. You know, that creates vacancies for the new ones coming in. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, always new newbies uh, you know, for as far as the military goes. So it's, you know, getting them you know, back in, letting them know that we have the discounts, what we have available. And uh, it, it's, it's been uh, received very well. And, of course, you have uh, range as well. How does uh, your supervisors know or managers or people you know, supervising somebody on the range to say, you know what, you're not quite ready yet. How do they get like a passing grade? Well, everyone gets, uh, you know, asked, you know, certain questions when you, you know, come in to use the range, especially if you want to rent, uh, you know, a firearm. We want to make sure that you're knowledgeable in, in the use of that firearm. So there's, you know, demonstrations that we may, you know, ask that you do with, you know, again, with, with an empty firearm at this point. See you what your level of knowledge is. Short of that, because sometimes we get misled, and uh, so we'll, you know, let, especially if, if someone's bringing in their own, you know, firearms and everything. And, you know, we, we look at the guns, make sure that they uh, meet our requirements uh, caliber-wise, that you're not, you know, bringing in some, you know, super, uh, you know, 454 Casal and stuff like that, which is going to damage our backstop. Uh, you know, we don't don't allow those on, on the range. So we, we, we look at everything to make sure that it fits within those requirements. And then there's cameras uh, on the range itself. So if we uh, see something or if uh, another customer comes out and, you know, complains about, you know, somebody, you know, not being safe, uh, we intervene. The whole idea behind any of this is to keep the range, you know, safe, you know, for everybody and for the equipment that's on the range itself. And so we ask people you know, to to respect that. Uh, you know, if, if, if it's like going and renting a car uh, and you don't know how to drive, or you you think you do, you maybe you got a license, but you're an unsafe driver. And we get reports. You know, I'm sure if if any of the car rental agencies got a report of that, you know, they have the police call on someone for reckless driving, kind of a deal. And if they find out about it, they're probably going to you know reject that, that 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 contract. And if you read the contract when you're in a car, it's probably something in there to that effect. So you know, safety is the name of the game, uh, and then protecting our, our you know environment, the equipment that we have again, uh, from a safety standpoint. So we just ask, you know, customers to, to respect that, you know, when you come in and walk in like you're walking into a guest's, you know, home, uh, which during business hours that, that is for our employees, and just be respectful. That doesn't take a lot of effort. Just just be respectful. Like the Marksman Firearms Training Center and Indoor Shooting Range on Facebook, Greg Bickavaris along with George McLean, final moment or two right here. And you're exactly right. People need to respect other people's property. That's not their house when they're walking in. Yes, they're a distinguished guest, but if they don't act right manners-wise, verbally, respect the accessories and the people around them, they're doing no good to anybody. Well, that's very true. It doesn't shine a very good light on, on themselves. Uh, so it's it's, it's kind of like, you know, treat you know, the old, you know, uh, rule of thumb that we have, the golden rule, is you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. So, uh, you know, if, if you wouldn't respect someone walking into your house and disrespecting you or your your furnishings and, and, and tearing up stuff and not being safe, you, you probably ask them to leave. And this is, you know, kind of that, that same deal. So we just ask, you know, people be be, be respectful. Uh, and, and most, I, I, yeah, I'm, it's, it's, this is not a big complaint because, you know, 99 plus percent 
of our customers are just that. They are respectful. They 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 know the rules. Uh, they're 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 safe. They know how to you know, operate that that firearm to where the person in the lane beside of them doesn't uh, have to have you know fear because you've got you know somebody next door that doesn't know how to use the the, the, the firearm or they're they're fanning everybody. They got a loaded firearm and they're not keeping a pointed down range. Once that happens, everybody on there uh, would be you know subject to being being hurt if 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 not worse uh if, if you know someone's got a finger on the trigger and the, the gun's flailing around all over the place you don't know what's going to happen to those are the individuals we want to deal to have removed from the range and to make sure they have some kind of remedial instruction before we let them back on george all the best to you and your great staff the marksman and we look forward to talking to you in march all right greg you take care be safe out there you too george mcclain from the marksman in newport news stay tuned want to thank our guests today, Lee Martin and George McLean. For more, log on to GJBTV.com. Click the YouTube link. Sports Scene with Greg Picavaris is a podcast produced by Odyssey each month. For Ken Carson, I'm Greg Picavaris. We'll talk to you soon.